Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Mindless minions. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, and time watchwoman, Sheila Zelensky. Hello listeners, and welcome to the Sheila Zelensky Show for this Thursday, June 11th, 2015 edition. I broadcast weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Worldwide Christian Radio, and you can listen high-quality CD stereo sound at WeekendVigilante.com. It does live stream there. And also people have been asking me how they can listen on smart devices. If you want to listen to the broadcast on any smart device, simply download the MixLR app, that's M-I-X-L-R, and search Weekend Vigilante. Also, I just want to remind people that I do have a chat, and I'm on that chat every day. So if you do sign up for MixLR, you can go in the chat every day and you can join us to discuss whatever's on your mind. Again, follow me on MixLR. So folks, we have a great guest today. Of course, he's a good friend of the show, Watchman Nathan Leal from Watchman'sCry.com. And he's here to talk to you about what God has laid on his heart. And Nathan, one of the things I always get as far as emails is, and this is the common thread, Sheila, I don't know what to do with all of this. And that's kind of the theme for tonight. You know, when I think about it, more Christians were persecuted for their faith in the 20th century than all previous centuries combined. And it's increasing at a very alarming rate. In recent years, the numbers even doubled from the year before. And Americans, I don't really think they understand this situation, but this could very soon become a part of their reality you know, how can you gain the peace of mind that you need to enter and overcome martyrdom and economic devastation and destruction and wars and many other tribulations that may come to God's people? And so how do God's people get prepared? How do you know you're in the will of God? How do you discern through the minefield of things going on and make sure that you're doing God's will for your life and here to join me to discuss what God has laid upon his heart about this topic is Nathan Leal, a good friend of the program. Nathan, it is so good to have you back on the program. Welcome. All right, Sheila. Well, thank you for that intro. And over the past few days, I've been seeking God, asking him what he wanted me to share tonight and 
just a few hours ago, the Holy Spirit laid some things on my heart, and I took out my pen and paper. I jotted down a lot of notes. So I want to encourage everybody to get their their Bibles, get a pen and paper. We're going to do a pretty good Bible study, Sheila, because people, when we get down to it, they don't need to hear from a human. We need to know what the Lord tells us from His, his Word. In this late hour, we do need a word from the Lord. So that's what we're going to do tonight, Sheila. We're going to dig in. And the name of tonight's theme is called Navigating the End Times, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. Amen. Well, I'll let you take it away. And just want to remind people to get out their notepads, get out a pen, take some notes, folks. I think it's very important to pay attention. So I'm going to let you take it away, Nathan. All right. Well, Sheila, as you know and I know and as the listeners know, Today, the world is going crazy. The, the world is a mess. A lot of people who are awake understand the different categories of events that are approaching and that eventually are going to arrive. So there's a lot of people today who are Christians, who are children of, of God, who love Jesus, who want to know what to do, but they need a word from the Lord. There's a lot of people that are seeking guidance and direction. There's a lot of people out there who need to make decisions. Listeners, some of you, uh, this applies to you. And there's some people who are confused. Some people, when they try to pray, they're not really getting anywhere because for them, in this season, the heavens are brass. They want to know what to do. They ask God, God, what do I do? But he's not answering because the heavens are brass. Where is he? What do I do? They need directions, but Sheila, a lot of people don't have the map. And the map does exist, but it's found in places that most people have not been told to look or they don't know where to look. So people today need direction from God. They need counsel. But unfortunately, how do you find counsel when there's no one to talk to? That's one of the other challenges. The people who are awake and they listen to your show and my show and to our colleagues' programs and they hear about all this stuff happening, many times family members are not on the same page as them. So they can't talk to a family member or friend. They feel all alone. So they need counsel, but they don't know where to, where to go. And here's the other thing I, I want to throw out, and this is something that I'm noticing, Sheila, and I'm noticing it through sorrow and through disappointment and frustration, and I'll just leave it at that. But there's a lot of voices out there in Internet land and the alternative media that are talking about different topics. They're, they're talking about certain things that are coming, But a lot of those voices are not including counsel from God. I'm going to go ahead and say this here because I've seen this prophetically. I have seen the glimpses prophetically. I've seen the visions that God sent me. There are people who are going to be led astray and make the wrong choices. And when they do, it's going to lead to their own destruction. So listeners, if if you are taking this thing seriously, it is not as simple as just listening to an Internet program from the people who are awake, and this just knowing what's coming, it's not enough to just know what's coming. What you need to do is you need to know how to walk through it, how to deal with it, how to function through it, and what to do in the aftermath. There's a lot of things that have not been placed on the table with God's people. So today I'm going to talk about those things, Sheila. And I, I hope that I'm able to share it in a manner that touches home. But today the waters are muddy from the confusion that's out there. And since we do see that there's a spirit of Babylon coming on the shore of America, and it actually reaches further than America, it reaches to all of our our brethren in the West, amongst the Allies. The spirit of Babylon, 
reaches throughout the whole world. And Babylon, by its very nature, at, at its very core, means confusion. So as the bee system of Babylon comes upon this world, in Canada, where you are here in America, and if our listeners are abroad, there is also going to be confusion in the weather. And so people are going to have to work through the confusion because, Sheila, as you know, there's a lot of opinions out there. There are, there are opinions from the heart of man on what to do, on what's coming, on how we're supposed to react. But the opinions of man are actually, where do they come from? They come from the heart of man, which by its very nature, because we're fallen, can also be polluted with deception. And that's the other thing that we need to also lay on the table. The last time I was on your program, I mentioned that there's a spirit of deception out there, and it's, it's working there's a tide of deception that's going to work against the entire population, but it's also going to work against those who are awake. It's going to work against the, the well-meaning sons of liberty, the patriots, and even the remnant, because Jesus said even if the elect could be deceived, they would be. So how does a person measure the information and figure out the right thing to do? How does a person find out what the will of God is? What, what is a person supposed to do, Sheila? Because there's a lot of choices out there out there. Yeah. There's a lot. And when we consider what a lot of people have on the table, amongst your listeners, here are some of the things that people are dealing with. They're they're dealing with listening to the counsel that they're getting from others. So, listener, if you have a habit of going to the alternative media every day, I'm not going to mention names, but I'm just saying this. If your if your tradition is to every day you wake up, you pour yourself a cup of coffee, coffee and and you go to the internet and you start reading the news daily, you are going to be reading, Sheila, let me just say this, by what we read in scriptures that there's going to be deception in the intent, that means that statistically and with rationale, some of the information is deception. We have to acknowledge that. We cannot say that all of it is, is truth. So listeners, when you are listening or reading or going to YouTube and you're trying to figure out your plan let me put it in that context. A lot of people are trying to figure out what to do, whether it's move, change jobs, relocate, etc., leave the country, whatever it is. A lot of the motivation for that plan comes from what they're reading on the Internet, Sheila. It comes from the YouTube that they watch. It comes from the counsel that they're hearing out in the world. But here's the question. And listeners, please think about this. I, I want to speak to the husbands and the wives that are listening right now who have discussed, honey, what do we do? How much time do we have? Is it this summer? Do we have a year left? What do we do? Do we, do we leave the city? Do I just yank up everything, quit my job, grab my, my 401, my retirement, and just leave? Do I go to the country? Do I go to another state? Do I, do I go to the other side of the world? What do I do? Sheila, the only reason people would be wondering about that is because they're being enticed or motivated or encouraged because they're hearing information on the Internet. Not everybody has the same plan. God does not have the same blanket generic plan for everyone. He doesn't. Because we read in Revelation, it says in Revelation 13, those that kill by the sword will die by the sword. And by the way, Sheila, side note, those are the sons of liberty who are well-meaning. But they're going to go out and go out in the blaze of glory, and that's how they're going to end up in heaven. And then we read about those who are going to go into captivity will go to captivity, and then we also know that some will flee to the mountains. So there's right there several categories of destiny. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, not everyone has the same destiny. When Jeremiah was dealing with the fall of Jerusalem, when Babylon came in with Nebuchadnezzar in Jeremiah chapter 39, 40, 41, God had a different plan for certain people. Some of them were destined to be taken captive to Babylon and die in Babylon in captivity. Some of them were destined to stay in Jerusalem or to stay in Israel. And then some of them chose to not listen to Jeremiah, and they fled to Egypt. And God told Jeremiah, he said, let them know that if they flee to Egypt, it's not my will, and they're going to die in Egypt with judgment. They're not going to be able to escape. Pestilence will find them. They will not be safe because they're not in my will. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to know the will of God. It is not a blanket remedy for everybody. So when, when we hear the information on the alternative media, whether it's a message from a well-meaning person, we still have to know the will of God. Now, most of the time, Sheila, I'm noticing in the alternative media, unfortunately, I don't know, what's the number? 80, 90% of the advice that's being talked about does not include the will of God. It, it's taken from the position of patriotism or we need to, to save this thing, the ship's sinking, we need to patch it. There's bad people that are leading us down the wrong road. We need to get rid of those bad people. And if they're looking at it through that perspective, that's the physical. And that's the perspective where the finger is pointing to someone else, where the blame is being placed on another human, when in actuality, several things are going on. Number one, Bible prophecy is taking place right now. And in Bible prophecy, we see and we can read that a tyrannical system is going to take over the world in the end times. So if we are in the end times like a lot of people are willing to acknowledge, Christians will say that at church. Hey, we're in the end times. Jesus could come back at any moment. But can you believe the government's becoming tyrannical? So what they're really saying is, hey, we're in the end times, but I'm going to nullify part of Revelation, and I don't like that part about the tyrants, so I'm going to try to stop it. Now, Sheila, when we look at it from that standpoint, it's kind of silly, isn't it? So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to place all of this on the table. Part of it is Bible prophecy. The tyrants will take over the world. The New World Order beast system, Babylon, is taking over, which means that the Constitution is going to get nullified eventually. It means the freedoms that Canada has and the EU has and that we have are going to eventually be done away with and we will have a tyrannical government. But on top of that, we also have the judgment of God that's allowing this because our forefathers and our generation has been part of the continuing saga of humanity that is a wicked and perverse generation. So God is spanking and chastising America, Canada, and the EU, and when God chastises, he allows oppression to come into a nation. So if God's spanking America, Sheila, because we allowed all the nonsense to come in, because no one stood up against the progressive legislation that we are seeing taking over the West, homosexual rights, abortion, all that mess, gay marriage, all that mess. No one stood up and said anything, and God said, okay, you know what? If that's what you want, you want to live in the flesh, then you can have all of the flesh, but unfortunately, I can't be a part of it, so I'm going to have to pull back my hand of protection, which means you're going to have some invaders come in, or that your government's not going to be told to behave. I'm not going to have my, my Holy Spirit tell your leaders to behave and to fear me because you don't really care about me. You're kicking me out. So have at it, guys. Live how you want. So, Sheila, if we have that going on in the spiritual realm, how are some well-meaning patriots who are the sons of liberty going to stop this thing? It's not. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, when we are looking at the big picture and you're reading the articles and listening to what you need to do with what's coming, for example, Jade Helm or martial law, whatever it is in the future, the counsel needs to come from godly counsel. By the way, I want to throw this out as a blanket statement to you, and I, I'm going to put myself under this as well, and if I may, I'll include you because I know that you fear God. Ladies and gentlemen, no one gets a free pass when we bring counsel, when we bring advice, when we talk about our topics. Not me, not Sheila, nobody gets a free pass. If we say things that are anti-biblical, if we say things that are against the will of God, if we say things that are against what we know is right and true, then turn us off and don't listen to us. Because we are only behind this microphone by the grace of God because we have a job to do to bring you the truth. And the truth must be backed up by the counsel that's based on Scripture, period. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you're listening to counsel out there, ask yourself this question. What's their fruit? What's the track record? Are they pure in heart? Have they shown to have godly wisdom in the, the past? Do they reveal themselves to be righteous? Are they humble? Are they meek? Are they bitter? What's, what's the track record? Do, are we following the justice of man? Do we want to see the, the scales of justice approved in the eyes of God? Do we seek righteousness in the eyes of God? Do they? And I'm throwing those hard questions out, Sheila, because we are finally getting to the point, Sheila, where this thing is going to go live, and however it turns out, people, unfortunately, are going to follow the wrong counsel, and they're going to end up dead in a body bag, Sheila. They are. Because they didn't follow the counsel of God. And I'm going to, by the way, I have a bunch of scriptures to back up what I'm going to say. I, I have a lot. So, I have to qualify, we need the wisdom of God today, and we also need knowledge. Now, what's going on right now in this end-time warning message that's out there is there's a lot of knowledge, but there's not a lot of wisdom from God. And there's a difference. Knowledge is the, the, the words in the report. Knowledge is the legislation that got passed that's going to bring more sorrow and grief and tyranny to whichever prospective nation we're talking about. That's knowledge. But the wisdom is what to do in the realm of the big picture, which includes God, ladies and gentlemen. It includes also God involved in your life, in our future. It includes the stewardship, stewardship that we have with our possessions, the, the finances that God entrusted to us, the family that he gave us to. Are we stewards of our loved ones? Are we, are we righteous stewards? That is where the wisdom comes in. We have to want to be stewards that... God will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. It also has to include wisdom in our relationships. Now, there's a lot of decisions to make, as I said, Sheila. Some of them are financial. Some have to do with employment, ministry, moving, staying. But those decisions need to include the will of God. So I, I'm, I'm making that as the primary foundational thing that we're going to talk about because these are choices that are going to impact all of us. Listeners, many of you are wondering what to do. You, you want to know what to do. And the reason you're asking that question is because you know what time it is. Sheila, we have a lot of awake listeners, right? I've asked you that off the air. You said that the majority of your listeners, you believe, are in the remnant, and they, they want to please God. Absolutely. Or, or they do, right? They, they email you for advice. Unfortunately, though, Sheila, and we're going to get into this. Oh, man, we're going to talk about this because... Sometimes we can cause more trouble than we were trying to prevent. For example, one of the big questions that people are wondering about, do you move? Should you? 
Now, to decide these decisions, they require several things. And if you're taking notes, listeners, please write this down. And by the way, when you're done with this program, if your loved one hasn't had a chance to listen to it, play it back for them. Share this. This is this program is going to impact everyone, Sheila. And husbands and wives are going to need to discuss the information on here. But number one, husbands and wives, parents, single parents, wherever you are out there, number one, we need God's will. Number one, not the will of some article, not the advice of some YouTube that we just watched. Because a YouTube article without the will of God will create fear, and fear will make you step out and fall right into the water. It will make you go through the waves and start sinking, and you'll drown. So number one, we need God's will included with the advice. And the other thing we need to seek is direction. But if we're talking about moving, you need to have permission to move, ladies and gentlemen. And also you need to be led to move, and you have to need the guidance of God to know how to pull it off, how to do it. These are some of the things that a person needs. But how do they get it? How do people find out? Nathan, okay, you're bringing up my situation. Thank you. But how do I do it? Well, how do we know, for example, we're, we're talking about moving, Sheila, or some people are wondering should they liquidate their, their retirement fund because that kind of decision needs to be the will of God. You need to make sure it's God's will because it comes with a pretty heavy penalty of taxes, etc. And, folks, you better make sure because I've known some people already, Sheila, who have done that in the, in the last two years, and the money's all gone now. Yeah. Some people did it, Sheila. They, they left the country. They moved to another country blew to their money, and then they moved back. And they said, oh, it must have not been God's will. But then, now they're broke, and they have no retirement. Right. And Sheila, I'm seeing this happen. So we need to talk about it. So what do people do? What are they, is it a dream that motivates it? Is it just because it's a desire? Is it because it's a, there's anxiety that they have to do it? Is there a sign that is proven it? Is it our own imagination? Listeners, is it your desire and will but not God's? Are you just antsy because you saw a scary YouTube, so it made you want to do it, and now you're restless or eager or nervous in the flesh? May I add, Sheila? Now, let me qualify antsiness, by the way. There is bad antsiness that's fear. And, Sheila, we talked about that off the air. We cannot be controlled or ruled by fear. That was the problem that God's people had in Jeremiah's time. They had fear. They were afraid of Nebuchadnezzar, and they said, you know what, I don't want to stay here. i got to go to Egypt. And fear drove them, but God said, you're making a mistake and you're going to die there or on the way. I'm not going to protect you when you go there. So their antsiness led them to their graves. In the same way, Sheila, there are some people who, through the wrong antsiness of the flesh, are going to make the wrong decisions. Now, there is a good antsiness, which is actually the prompting of God, and that's where we are unsettled within our spirits because we're discerning something. We're discerning that something wrong is coming or that we're headed in the wrong direction. So that's where discernment comes in. But here's the question. How do you know? How does a person know the difference? How do we know that which feeling is from God and, and which one's from the flesh? Because they are similar. And that's a valid thing to wonder about, Sheila. So I'm, I'm laying on the table that, to acknowledge and validate that, yes, they're very similar, so we're going to need some more tools to figure out which one's which. And the reason being is because the antsiness many times will drive somebody to do something or to make a huge life-changing decision 
and they may unfortunately read it wrong, and they believe that they're in God's will, but unfortunately they're acting in the flesh. Sheila, I have seen this. I have seen some, some occasions where some people will make plans and act out on the plans, but they didn't wait long enough for the permission from God, so as a result, they were out of God's will. So they continued with their plans, they did it, but in the aftermath, they have to admit that it was wrong. So what caused something like that? Why did they do it? It's because they didn't wait long enough to hear from the voice of God. Here's one of the biggest examples, moving. I have seen some people decide that it's God's will to pack up, sell everything, and move without a plan. Sheila, they just go. And they do it, and then they, unfortunately, when it's not God's will, instead of following Jesus, they were leading the shepherd, and you can't do that. I've seen this too many times, Sheila. They run out of money. No income, their car's broken down, and then they need rescuing from the saints or Western Union. (laughs) Now, some may say that they lacked faith. That's why it didn't work out. But when one has faith and it's part of God's plan, it's going to work out. But if somebody has faith and it's outside of God's will, then here's the big question. Is it really faith? Or is it foolishness or is it presumption? Is your plan presumption? There's a difference. If, if it's presumption, then God's not going to be in it. Sheila, I've seen some people do foolish things. I see them in the middle of their plan, and I'm trying to tell them, don't do it, don't do it. And they keep telling me, you know, I'm not sure about it. And I say, don't do it. And then they go ahead and do it. And then they need a rescue. They call and say, I made a mistake. And then there are tens of thousands of dollars in the hole, wasted, and they're in trouble. As you were talking, I was thinking about, I, it really came strong in my spirit, James 1, 5 through 6. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. And it goes on to say, but let him ask in faith, not wavering, for he that wavereth is like the wave of a sea driven with the wind and tossed. There's a lot of people being sort of blown to and fro. They don't know which way to go. There's a lot of confusion and deception too, isn't there? Oh, man, Sheila, again, that spirit of darkness, and we're going to talk about that in a moment, that's part of the the weather right now, the spiritual climate, and I would say probably by now most of your listeners, including my listeners, they know it's dark outside. When it's dark, Sheila, it's harder to see, meaning we need help from God. And if people do not have spiritual flashlights, which is the lamp of God, they're going to fall into a pit or a snare or fall into a trap or be led astray, or deceived, and the enemy is laughing on the side of the road as they walk by, giggling and cackling that they misled another one of God's people. But unfortunately, just because you're a child of God does not mean that you cannot be deceived, ladies and gentlemen. We can look in the Bible and see that many were deceived, and it's going to happen because there's no love for the truth, meaning we need to find the wisdom of God in the heart of God. Now, I wanted to. I want to throw this out. There's a lot of Jade Helm news right now. I mean, it's everywhere. Yes. It's in the South. It, it's spreading to you know other countries. It's in Canada. It's in Europe. Not all of that information is true. I'll just say flat out, it is not true. I have looked at some of the the reporting, the vetting, the sourcing, and it's either being thrown up there by well-meaning people who didn't remember the research paper and. Seventh grade. You remember that, Sheila? You're supposed to source. 
V-E-T-T-I-N-G, folks, vetting the information. There's a lot of these satire sites where it's just absolutely bogus information. And so it really reduces our credibility and it does not help our cause. So I really strongly encourage before you start posting stuff everywhere, before you just start throwing stuff out there, always vet your information. It's very important. Ladies and gentlemen, if some of you are guilty, then accept what I'm saying. But don't cross your arms and get mad at me. If people are well-meaning Christians, they need to know that the foundation of anything that they share with their brethren, with a friend, with a family member has to be true. You have to to say it's true. I, I notice on Facebook people will, will see an article or a picture and then they'll forward it and, and then they comment, wow, this is scary. And then people start commenting on, wow, can you believe this? When it's not even true. Case in point. Here's an example, Sheila. Several weeks ago, it might have even been months by now, there were some tornadoes in the Midwest of the United States. Right. And the tornadoes every spring, every summer, every fall, they do damage and kill people and tear apart things. That's just the weather we have in it's a fallen world. Well, I saw on Facebook someone posted a picture of some tornadoes that looked like an octopus. There were eight tornadoes, and then above it was the, the main cloud they were coming out of, and then on each side of the cloud were like bat wings, but you couldn't really make them out real clear. They were kind of fuzzy, but it looked like a monster. It, it kind of looked like the World of Worlds tripod, but it right. had eight legs. I saw that, yeah, yeah. Okay. People uh, kept sharing it, and they said, look, these are from the storms in Texas, and it kept going viral. People were sharing it, saying, wow, I I think I see the devil, wow, and they shared it. And when I saw that picture, I had already known about it because my son is a computer geek, and that photograph was made by uh, a young artist who placed it on the website DeviantArt. He did it on purpose, and it's it's, uh, Cthulhu, the mythological monster. He did it on purpose. So someone grabbed that and said it was a tornadoes in the Midwest. And then it was passed on as truth. Yeah. Some of my Facebook friends, Sheila, I saw it, and people, oh, wow, we need to pray for the victims of that. Wow, the devil's attacking. Wow. And in truth, though, there's no need for prayer for, for this picture, or it's not the devil. In this picture, it's a made-up, it's artwork. So that's an example of how out there we need to be careful Sheila, but unfortunately, people don't take the time to vet, thank you for using the word, information. Now, when we're talking about moving, though, ladies and gentlemen, God may want you to move eventually, but the timing has to be right. So, yes, the will is to move, but if you move in the wrong timing, you're out of the will of God. Why would God do that? He does it because the destination is not ready for you. But if you get there right now, it's too early. So that's one example Or the timing could also include, now ladies and gentlemen, please listen to this. There's unfinished business where you are at home that you need to take care of. So I don't know what the unfinished business could be. It could be relational. It could be legal. It could be whatever. So burning bridges is not a good thing prematurely, Sheila. So that has to always be kept in focus. The the biblical dynamic also needs to be kept in in, on the table. Now, Sheila, let me say this one. I've seen this one happen. I've seen some wives or husbands who have a relationship with their partner, their husband or their wife, and their husband and their wife isn't on the same page. They're not awake. Their husband or wife, though, 
maybe they're not even spiritually where the awake person is, but they're still married. They love each other. He's not abusing them. They're, he's not threatening to kill them. It's a good marriage, but because they're not awake, the awake person or spouse will say, well, since you're not awake, I have to move, and if you're not going to be awake, then bye-bye. So they leave the biblical dynamic, Sheila, right. and they go. I've seen that happen to where God says, really? And, and no matter where they turned, wherever they ended up, they were not blessed, and then they needed rescue from the remnant. They needed rescue from the people of God because they were out of God's will of the biblical dynamic of marriage. So ladies and gentlemen, you can't leave your biblical obligation or commitment out of the will of God without God's permission or against godly advice from several mature people. Now, Sheila, I know that's not easy to say. I know that there's, I have some listeners that are in that situation, and I, I don't understand it because you can't leave God's will to be in God's will. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people, Nathan, are woefully ignorant on being spirit-led. They're flipping coins and asking everyone and their dog what they think and a majority opinion and general consensus and everything else, but it's about being led by the spirit and identifying the inward witness. Indeed. Some people might, as you said, flip a coin or they saw the cool movie or something motivated them and they said, you know what, you know, the... They, they, maybe they are married together and they talk each other into it so they come and tell their friends, hey, we're going to sell everything and buy a Volkswagen van. We're going to go to cross country. Me and you and a dog named Boo, we don't have much money, but we'll live cities to city through food banks or siphon gas from cars at night. Yippee, this is going to be fun. Now, Sheila, I have some people that regularly will write me in this exact situation. Yeah, And when I answer them or I talk to them, I have to ask them these hard questions. Are you in the will of God? Do you want me to enable you to continue to be out of the will of God? Why are you here? Well, because I, I left. Are you married? Yeah. Where's your husband? He's back at home. Why'd you leave him? Because I needed to escape. Well, yeah. you know what? I can't enable this. I, I cannot bless. Or I've seen this one, Sheila. I've seen wives leave their husbands and take their kids and just abandon their husbands when there was no marital problems, just the right. husband wasn't on the same page. Abandonment. And by the way, that's illegal. You cross state lines. You're a fugitive. That's dangerous. So you can't, ladies and gentlemen, if some of you are in this situation and, and you're, you're struggling, maybe you are going to food banks and you're doing this, and now you have pie in your face and you have your kids and your husband saying, you know what, bring them back. This isn't right. And now it's a, a tug of war. It's your will against theirs. And then it becomes just a, a stubborn battle in the flesh. God can't bless that, Sheila. So the other thing that needs to be included on the table, the biblical dynamic of the family union cannot be just thrown out the window to, to flee because you saw YouTube. If the plan needs evil to succeed or unbiblical actions to succeed, ladies and gentlemen, let me say this. There is no way it's God's will. There's no way the Holy Ghost told you to do this. There's no way that you can say the Spirit is leading me. God will not go against his word. He won't. Absolutely. And Sheila, I hear people say this. God told me. And you look at what's going on, and you know good and well God did not tell them. Doing things that are illegal. Now, illegal actions that are against unrighteousness when they are breaking the rule of God, like, you know, a, a cop tells you to have an abortion or something. Of course, that's stupid, and that's an extreme example. 
you wouldn't do that. But I'm saying right. illegal things that are also lined up with Scripture. You, ladies and gentlemen, we can't know that. So for some people that are struggling right now on whether they should leave or not, if some of the motivation for them to consider leaving was based on anything I've brought up to this point, Sheila, I want to just challenge the people to really, really take a hard look and ask themselves if they are being motivated by the fear that I just brought up. Because if they are, then they do not need to be jumping through something that's wrong. Nathan, the other thing I find really disturbing is the amount of people that take prepping to the extreme to the point where they're almost they're buying an underground bunker. I mean, it, that has to be God-directed as well, doesn't it? I'm not saying it's improper, of course, for somebody to stock up on, you know, a certain amount of food and water and supplies, but some people take that a little extreme too, don't they? Sheila, did you have a word of knowledge on me or something? Because you must have <laughs> read my notes. No. Nope. <laughs> I was going to say this later on, but I want to do it right now. This is perfect timing. In Isaiah chapter 2, so if you have your Bible, please go there. Ladies and gentlemen, please go there. Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2 talks about the day of the Lord, about the judgment that is going to happen at the end of time. Now, we can go to the book of Revelation and read that it says, in Revelation 6, as well as in another place, that there are going to be people who depend on their bunkers. And they're going to say rocks fall on us. They will hide in their little bunkers, their dens, their holes, their caves, their, their holes in the ground. We know about that, right, Sheila? We know about all these ones hiding off in the mountains. <laughs> okay, now watch this. And, and let me throw this in. I'm going to qualify this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to a prepper that does not include the will of God, let's just see what the Bible has to say. Okay. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 10. This is what the people will be saying during the day of the Lord. They're going to say, into the rock, hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty. Verse 19, let's move down. They shall go into the holes of the rock, there it is again, and into caves of the earth. That's the bunkers, Sheila. From the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake the earth mightily. So their plan for survival during the, when the earth shakes like a bell, you know, a drunkard, it's, we're at the end. Sheila, we're there. Their strategy is to hide in their bunker and ride it out so that they can come out in the aftermath. Unfortunately, the aftermath includes Jesus breaking the, uh, splitting the, the eastern sky and coming to the eastern gate, right? Yeah. That's, how do you deal with that one if you're not right with God? Okay, but that's their strategy, and then it goes on. Look at this. In that day, a man will cast away his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which they made each for themselves himself to worship. Let me also say this. This is a this includes a generality. It's not just bullion. It is all the idols that people depend on in their survival plan. It doesn't include God. They are depending on their survival plan that they purchase with gold and silver. It does also include the money part, but it's their big plan that leaves God out of it. They will cast away which they made for himself to the moles and the bats. To do what? Verse twenty one, Sheila. To go into the clefts of the rock. There it is the third time. Again, hiding in the mountains, into the crags of the rugged, rock, rugged rocks, from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake the earth. Now, Sheila, watch this. Ladies and gentlemen, now I'm reading from the New King James. The King James might say it differently, but look what this says, Sheila. If your survival plan is based on some guy you heard on YouTube or the website you went to, verse 22, the next verse, 
Shia, look what it says. Sever yourselves from such a man whose breath is in his nostrils, for of what account is he? Right. So if your plan, your survival plan, ladies and gentlemen, is the bunker plan that doesn't include God because you're motivated by this guy, when Jesus said flee to the mountains when you see the abomination of desolation, it, does, it will help to have a, a, a plan in the will of God, a bug out bag, and all that stuff. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm, I'm talking about trusting. See, we can trust God while we flee or trust in ourselves while we flee. If we trust in ourselves while we flee, and if we flee outside the will of God, ladies and gentlemen, if you're taking notes, please write this down. To step out of the will of God is to step into nowhere. This is the, the, the challenge that I have for the people of God. This is the other thing that's unfortunate. Martial law has not started. Some people are concerned Jade Helm's going to go live. It hasn't even started. When it does start, then we'll deal with it then. And Sheila, this is the other thing that I'm noticing that's very unfortunate. Now, we are told in, in Thessalonians, because they have no love for the truth, they will have delusion. Speaking of delusion, what do you do with these people that, I'm just claiming Psalm 91, I mean, there's people that are just like a Stepford Wives dystopic, kumbaya, well, I don't worry about that, God's taking care of me. It's almost like a total self-delusion too, isn't it? They are going to be deluded because anyone who says I'm claiming Psalms 91, first of all, that's like saying I claim I follow Jesus. Psalms 91 is not something we claim. Ladies and gentlemen, I say this often, it's not a bumper sticker, it's not a t-shirt, it's not a poster on the wall. Psalms 91 is a lifestyle. Amen. Psalms 91 says he that dwells. You don't claim dwelling. Either you are or you're not. And if you're dwelling, you will deal with things that you're supposed to do. And we're going to talk about that in, in a moment. Psalms 91, by the way, Sheila. But... What, I'm, what I was saying is, if people do not want to hear that maybe their plan is outside of God's will, that means that they don't want to hear the truth, which means they're going to continue in their delusion. And I'm noticing this, Sheila. Yes, there are well-meaning remnant believers out there that are a part of the precious fold of God. They understand what time it is. They are up on the altar. They have a relationship with God that's full of repentance. They're broken. They weep in the prayer closet, they know that they know. They're there. Now, in addition to them, though, and by the way, because those people get it, they also see the, what's happening with today's Western church, that the church has become glamorized and it has left the, uh, the original calling of the gospel. And so they, they left the church and now they're in the wilderness and they're finding their nourishment by God himself and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They're finding nourishment from Internet, preachers, or a combination of several things. They're finding a table in the wilderness. So there's those, Sheila. But in addition to them, there are some people that also left the church because they noticed the same thing. But when these individuals, now the Bible says submitting one to another in the fear of Christ. That means that if you have a brother that says, hey, you shouldn't be doing this or that, iron should sharpen iron, and a true disciple of God will be grieved that Maybe they're doing it wrong, and we'll take it in, pray about it, and then God will confirm it, and then they'll deal with it. That's the right attitude. But some, I've noticed this with some of the awake people that are in the wilderness, if you tell them the truth, some of them go ballistic, and they become venomous, they get mad at you, how dare you, who do you think you are? They don't want to hear anything that's corrective. They don't want to be accountable. They don't want to hear everyone, anyone telling them that they might be doing something that's incorrect. That's unfortunate, Sheila, because... 
what that means is that God cannot work with a person if they're going to stay stubborn and hold on to the ashes of Babylon. It, it just won't, it won't work. Absolutely. So most of the time, Sheila, when someone's out of the will of God and they're a self-made refugee, when you try to tell them to try something else, they, they, they don't want to hear it. They go ballistic, and it's a, like a wow. And then before you know it, you're getting hate mail, name-calling, and then they go off on the Internet and say things about you, that you're the devil, etc. And unfortunately, that's just the way it's going to be, I guess, Sheila. And my job, Sheila, is not to powder coat this and sugarcoat and to pretend that everything is the same. You know what? Everything is not the same. Some people are trying and some people aren't. So for the people that aren't and for the people that are not following the will of God or appreciate the truth, there's going to be a price to pay. I want to include some biblical verses that people can use to consider all this information. And by the way, listeners, I want to encourage you to listen to this program again and share it with your loved ones and consider the things that I'm saying. I know that some of these things that I'm talking about, Sheila, can be hard to hear, but to survive the end times, it's better to hear the hard information before we make mistakes than to be in the mistake and living in the mistake. So it's real important to make sure that we stay in the will of God. The other thing that I want to, to mention, ladies and gentlemen, it's very, very important that as you are awake and as you are scouring and browsing the continual developments that are in the news, because after all, I am a watchman, Sheila. I share things that God shows me. I share what's coming. I, I share some of the current events as well as biblical lessons and sermons. So when some of the listeners are hearing the things that are coming, listeners, please, 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 Make sure that you continue to feed and nourish your spirit. Because if you don't feed your spirit and you just are acquiring and, and exposing yourself to the quote-unquote doom news, it's going to overwhelm you. Sheila, it can be overwhelming. And I'm sure you probably get emails from people saying that. Absolutely. That, uh, Sheila, I can't listen to you anymore. You scare me. Your guests scare me. I don't... Well, well I, was told, that's get why, this. I was told one time I should have a suicide hotline on my website. <laughs> Because it can be overwhelming, and I, I want to validate that. So while we are listening to this information, we're not doing it to scare people. We're doing it to challenge so that we can know what time it is and be strong and spiritually and ready. Now, Jesus said, also, here's the other thing to keep in mind. In mind. As I stated, the alternative media has a lot of good information of current events that are coming, but not all of them are going to tell you to prepare spiritually. So filter through all that, and if, and if the article is talking about something that's legit, but it's missing the spiritual challenge, then take that information, add it to the, the table, place it on the table, but also include the spiritual. And on top of that, in addition to nourishing our, our spirits, Sheila, we have to also continue to continuing in the Lord's business, in God's business. Ladies and gentlemen, just because we're there waiting for doom does not mean you stop God's business. The very last chapter of the Bible... Revelation 22, Jesus said, I am coming, and my reward is with me, my reward, to give to everyone, what? Because they got saved? Does it say that? No. Does it say, my reward is with me to give to everyone because they said, I am Lord? No. Because they claim Psalms 91? No. Because they have a bumper sticker? No. It says, to give to everyone according to their work. That, that qualifies. So, the work... What is the work? The work is the homework, Sheila. 
The work is the Lord's business. The work is what is missing from so many people. And what's the work? It's the work that we should apply into our relationship with Jesus. This includes the branches that we should all possess. Should. Folks, listeners, ladies and gentlemen, husbands and wives, this means you. This includes the branches that you should possess. When we first got saved, Sheila, we started, the seed was planted in our hearts, it got watered, we got saved, and it sprouted. Hopefully, it sprouted. In time, it became a small plant, and then it turned into a tree with branches. And then, when it should have reached maturity, if we've been in this long enough, ladies and gentlemen, your branch needs to be growing fruit. When Jesus said, according, this is what he's talking about. This is what God expects. This is not a choice. It's not elective. This is what God wants to see from every one of the listeners, Sheila. He wants to see it from me and you. God wants to see fruit. Matthew, when John the Baptist said, he talked about the, the branch, he said every branch not bearing fruit is going to be thrown into the fire. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're not growing fruit, your branch is going to be thrown in the fire. This is the hard message. So while people are waiting for jade, helm, and civil war and doom, How's the fruit, ladies and gentlemen? There are no shortcuts to getting fruit. Being a tough man, being a son of liberty, a son, part of the sons of liberty is not going to excuse this. There's no cheating in this. And writing neat and, and articles that are inspiring about how we're going to take this country back, if the people are not challenged to have fruit, and if you yourself, if you write articles, do not have fruit, you're going to be thrown into the fire. Sheila, this applies to everyone. All of us. There's no cheating and there's no miracle grow for the fruit of God. Everyone has to have fruit or we'll get thrown out. So while we're waiting for doom, it's not just a, accomplished by keeping our, our K-bar knife sharp and our powder dry. We, waiting for what else is coming requires occupying while he comes. And to occupy means that we have to become a disciple of Jesus, not a pretender. We have to be the real thing. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not the real thing, people can see through it. It's easy to see through the fakery, right, Sheila? Absolutely. You, you can see it. Your family can see it. Your, your kids can see it. You, you can't fake it. So in order to not fake it, we need to obtain spiritual food. So when we get the spiritual food, we'll then understand why, why things are happening and are going to be happening. And when we have spiritual food, we're going to look at it through the three-dimensional aspect, which includes the spiritual. So... This is, this is where the wisdom that we were talking about earlier and the understanding is a part of the, the big picture. We have to know the Word. We have to be able to hear His voice. We have to be able to also desire to understand His Word and to discern. And to have understanding means that we have to ask God a lot of questions. Right, Sheila? We have to ask Him, God, is what I am doing, is it right? Absolutely. We have to ask him like that, Sheila. And we have to ask him to be searching our heart as well and removing things that are, you know, that are not glorifying to God also, really pressing in. Amen. Him. Amen. Pressing in, God, examine my heart for my willing sins. I repent of the, the things I don't know about. Show me, and I repent of those too. God, is, is this your will? Is this plan your will? God, how about this one, Sheila? God, is this information true? And then, of course, God, what do I do? Where do I go? What should I say? And then, Sheila, here's the hard part that people sometimes struggle with. Then we wait for an answer. So, ladies and gentlemen, waiting, be still, know that I am God. 
wait on what to do requires knowing the weather, the time, yes. But when we look at the parable of the virgins, the, the foolish virgins in Matthew 25, we know this, the, this story. Sheila, people can recite it. But the one part of, of this parable includes this. It says, at the midnight cry, the bride, it, it was said that the bridegroom's coming, go get the oil, get ready. The bridegroom's coming, prepare. At the midnight cry, I, I just want to hone in on that, those words right there. You know, that means at the midnight cry, when we're supposed to really step it up and get ready, it's dark at midnight. So this is a little hint in the parable that in the end of time, when this thing all goes down, it's going to be dark. And that's why we need a lamp. So the people that do not have their lamp, and the lamp comes from, from Jesus. So listeners, write that down. You need the lamp of God. Well, Nathan, I've always heard that. What is the lamp of God? The lamp of God is, well, the Bible tells us, thy word is the lamp unto our feet. But the lamp also includes the knowledge and the understanding that comes from, as you stated, Sheila, we ask God for his wisdom. And then he'll, he'll tell us. Sometimes it'll take a while. Maybe it'll take another person to show us. Or the, God is very creative on how he shows us things. Or sometimes he'll just download it all at once. Maybe you'll dream about it. I don't know. But number one, we have to ask him. Now, if we don't, Sheila, there is going to be a, a, a cost and a result of not doing it. And it's found in Isaiah 8. And I'm going to try to at least talk about this before the time runs out. So if you're taking notes, ladies and gentlemen, Isaiah 8, 20 and 21. Here's what it says. This is talking about the end of time, how people are going to be behaving. It says, if they do not speak according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. And look at verse 21, Isaiah 8, 21. This, this is what's going to happen, Shula, when people have no light, they don't have the word or wisdom. 8, 21. They will pass through it, that's talking about through doom, right. hard-pressed and hungry, meaning spiritually hungry, and probably even physical, and it shall happen. When they are hungry, they will be enraged and curse their king and their God and look upward. And then they will look to the earth, verse 22, they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. There's the choice, Sheila. To navigate the end times requires the light of God. We have to have it. See, I don't want to just throw these out and someone hear it and read it and go, wow, that's interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, what I just read right here about Isaiah 8, that is something that we need to take to the prayer closet and say, God, I don't want that to be me. I don't want to be in darkness according to, to my own word. I don't want to not have the light in me. And God forbid, Sheila, what this is saying is there are going to be people that are going to shake their fist at God and curse him because they don't like what's going on. How, how sad will that be for people who say that they're part of the remnant, who say they're part of God's elect, but they end up being bitter at God. And this is what I noticed, Sheila, when people are outside of God's will and you talk to them, they react in that way. They're bitter. Yeah. They don't want to hear the truth. So ladies and gentlemen, please look inward and consider what I'm saying. To navigate the end times requires also a dwelling place. For, for your spirit. Now, we have two choices, Sheila, on where we're going to dwell. Here's the question, ladies and gentlemen, and, and don't pretend, by the way. Ask this to yourself. You can't just say it out loud. This is something you have to... You, by the way, half the people already know where they're dwelling, Sheila. They know it. They know what they're tolerating and putting up with and, and having their lives in the closets and secrets and all that stuff. So there's no pretending, but ladies and gentlemen, aside from pretending to yourself, Jesus said, I'm coming and my reward is with me according. According. 
So please don't pretend. There are two places to dwell. In Hosea chapter 4, verse 2, I'll start in verse 1 and, and go through verse 6. Hear the word of the Lord, the children of Israel, you children of Israel. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Okay, Sheila right there, Al, that's an indictment. No knowledge of God. Let, let me just rephrase it. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the alternative media. Al, by swearing and lying, killing, stealing, committing adultery, they break all restraint. With bloodshed upon bloodshed. There are some people in the alternative media that can't wait for the civil war to start because they want to go out in their blaze of glory because they hate life, they're divorced, they're bitter at their exes because they made some bad choices. Listeners, if it applies, I'm sorry, but this is it. Some people have made bad choices, and so their loved ones, they broke up with them and left them, and so they're just mad at the world, and they, they write me, I'm going out in a blaze of glory, this world's terrible, I don't care. But part of the motivation is because they have unresolved relationship issues. So it does kind of make you want to check out. With bloodshed upon bloodshed, verse 2. Now, make note of this. Therefore, the land will mourn. What will? The land where we live. Canada, America, the West, the world will mourn wherever you live. And everyone who dwells there will waste away. With the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea will be taken away. In my last sermon, I talked about this, meaning judgment. And we're seeing the fish die, showing that this science is taking place. You've read it. But the fish has died. The fish died. So this is the verse in the prophecy. It goes on, Let no man contend or rebuke another, for your people are like those who contend with the priests. Therefore you shall stumble in the day. The prophets also shall stumble with you in the night. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. There it is, Sheila. They don't have enough information. Because you have rejected knowledge, the knowledge of God. I will also reject you from being priests for me, because you have forgotten the law of your God. I will forget your children. goes on, but... This is talking about people not appreciating the knowledge of God. But let me go back to verse 2. Everyone who dwells there is going to waste away. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here are the two choices that we have. You can either dwell in the land and be a part of the thinking of the land and, and live in the flesh, in the physical, where you limit the remedy and you, re you limit the information to the land of the flesh, the physical, we're going to save this thing. We're going to turn this country around. We're going to rescue America we're, we're, and, and ignore the spiritual. If that is your plan, then you're dwelling in the land. And if you do that, what's the end result? Everyone who dwells there will waste away. So that's one choice to dwell in the land. Or here's the alternative, Sheila, Psalms 91. He that dwells in the land? No. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. There's the choice, Sheila. Yes. That is the choice. Either you're going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High or you're going to do things your own way. It's really important that you are in the will of God. Nathan, I would love you to come back and do sort of a part two because we didn't have a chance to really get into fleshing everything out here. But again, thank you so much for your time tonight in coming on the program. Thank you so much. Well, it was a blessing, Sheila, and until next time, God bless you, God bless the listeners. we got to survive. Sheila, Amen. And Amen to that. We do have to survive. And together. Folks, that was Nathan Leal from WatchmansCry.com. Do bookmark his site. Thank you so much for tuning in from around the globe, folks. Good night, and God bless.